What is up, guys? It's Ashton back with the Do You Assist podcast. So happy to have you back tuning in today for another episode. I wanted to go over a few things with you that I have not in the last couple of episodes, and that's first off the Facebook group. So if you are not in the Facebook community, the Fiercely Fit Facebook group, I'm going to ask you to come join a community full of fun and free resources, especially if you're somebody that is on a fitness and health journey, or maybe you just want new recipes, tips, and tricks. Just a place to call home. You know, when it comes to your fitness and health, I want to invite you. You can find that link into the Facebook group on every one of my social media platforms, or you can just search it on Facebook. Um, That's just called Fiercely Fit Strength and Nutrition Women's Empowerment. So I would love to have you in that community. Come join me and thousands of other women as we all work towards becoming, you know, a better version of ourselves. So wanted to hint that again and remind you all, if you're not there, to come join me and everyone else in it. But now to get into today's episode, I know I've had several clients on over the last couple of episodes, but you guys, these women are thriving. Their testimonies are real, raw, and true. And I think it is so rewarding to have these women come on, tell their stories, kind of dive into, you know, what they've been through and what they've been able to accomplish with me here in the Fiercely Fit program. So to introduce today, my very special guest, her name is also Ashton, Ashton with an O, Ashton South. Ashton with an O, yes, hello. (laughs) You know, it's super funny, but I don't know very many other Ashtons. And so it's kind of comical because my entire life, I was really the only Ashton that anybody knew. So mm-hmm. meeting you, it was like, oh, another one. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> the same way. Oh, yeah. Do you ever know any other Ashtons? I, so I knew one that had the same spelling as me. It was a, like a man though. Like yeah. it was so, and we were like close to the same age and I was younger and I would like get made fun of for it, but you know, it's know. it's definitely a, a unisex name. So I would agree. There was a lot of. I mean, I knew of some men too. Mm-hmm. Or Ashton Kutcher. That was what everybody. Oh yeah. So, so was that your nickname? Because that would people call me that all the time. Yeah, people people gave me another name, but it's it's inappropriate. I can't put that here. I'll have to tell you after the show. Ah. Anyone listening to this, if you went to high school with me, you know what my nickname was, but we will get in that at a later date. There's no need to talk about that right now, but oh goodness. All right, Ashley, well, let's get into things. You have a huge testimony to talk about. I mean, huge. Mm-hmm. Like my mouth drops every time I see your photos. I look over <laughs> at your stats. You know, we talk on a week-to-week basis. So first mm-hmm. off, Let's talk about who you are, where you're from, what you do to give the listeners a little bit of an idea. Well, like you said, I'm Ashton with an O. Uh, I'm from Sullivan, (laughs) which is a super small country town. Um, I've lived in Evansville for like six years um, and I'm a legal assistant. So you're from Sullivan, correct? And you moved to Evansville? Yes, I went to USI and I've been here ever since. Cool. Awesome. So we played Sullivan in softball. So small world, like Mm -hmm. I know kind of that area. Um, So how do you like Evansville compared to Sullivan? They're both, I feel like pretty small towns and cities. I mean, I feel like Evansville is definitely a lot bigger than Sullivan, but like as far as like big cities go, I feel like it's smaller, but it's, I like it because I'm far enough away from home. Like it's a good distance, but I'm not too far. Like if I want to go home. There's no place so. like home, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. And you went home this weekend. So we'll get into that. I did. Talk about um, you being able to live, you know, a very awesome life and still have moderation mm-hmm. be able to go out and do things with your friends and your family. So yeah. let's just kind of get into your testimony. You guys, Ashton's lost 30 pounds with me over the last three months. So she is a one-on-one client of mine. This has been an awesome process, not only as a coach, but I know you have really enjoyed the process yourself, just being mm-hmm. able to watch yourself evolve into the woman that you are. Obviously, we're still working hard towards other 
goals to achieve, which is yep. great. Uh, but I want to ask you first, like, when did you decide or what happened for you to make that decision to finally decide to make a lifestyle change? I had been struggling for like a couple of years at this point. Like I was yo-yoing, I was doing keto for like a couple of weeks. And then I would, cause keto is terrible and miserable. I would do that for a couple of weeks. Cause that's the only thing I knew how to do. And then I would just go on like a binge cycle and then I would do keto. And then I would see like on TikTok people doing like a calorie deficit. And I was like, Oh, that looks so cool. Like, and I was like, I'll, I'll never know how to do that. So then I would keto for like a week and then go back and just, you know, so after doing that for like two, three years, um, my coworker who is friends with you was like, Hey, like, I know this girl, she does like this program. And I looked at your page and saw the testimonials and I just decided I'm, I'm over my own shit. Like I'm done. Mm-hmm. Like two years, like literally like probably two to three years of me, like the same, like eating like shit all the time, feeling like shit every time I eat, like, I was just over it. Yeah. Well, I'm happy that you made the decision because clearly you're getting progress yes. and results now. Uh, I'm going to call you the keto queen because you were on a vicious cycle with keto all the time. And you're not the only one. Like I can guarantee you people listening to this and I coach a lot of women who were in the same you know, situation as you were. And the sad thing is, is like people just don't know any different. And I don't know if you were the same yeah. way. I feel like when mm-hmm. I was starting my journey, you know, I was told to cut out carbs too. So I just feel like yep. the lack of knowledge and not really knowing like what your body needs, how to do the calorie counting, you know, all of that, even at that extent, you know, I always say calories aren't Mm -hmm. enough, you know, tracking your macros is really important. Um, but I think it's so true that, you know, so, so many of us get wrapped up over the fad diets because we see those quick fixes, those changes. I mean, did you see progress? I'm sure on keto, but you just went back to binging. I did it for like a few months, probably, um, probably like three years ago. And I lost like 15 pounds, I think in a span of like two months. And then once I fell off, I fell off, but I knew like, I was like, oh, I did that. And I lost 15 pounds. Like I, I know what to do. I should just do that again. Right. So I would start that for like two, three days, go back to eating whatever I wanted. And then, so. It, did you feel like you just started to eat whatever you wanted because you were so restricted? Like you were just, fucking yes, up. I'm just going to eat whatever I want type thing. Like miserable. Yeah. So yes. And when everyone around you, yeah, doesn't have to, they can just eat whatever they want and go out to eat and get whatever they want. I'm like, fuck this. Like, I'm just going to eat what I want. Yeah. And that leads me to another topic, which is huge, um, is the idea of, well, first off, feeling restricted is one thing, but like you mm-hmm. said, going out and having fun with your friends and family and feeling like you're the odd man out because you're AKA on a diet. Like, you know how, yeah. first off, I feel like it can be embarrassing. Second off, like mm-hmm. I feel like people always want to know why you're doing what you're doing. Like, can you give me an explanation as to why you can't eat a yeah. fries? Like, why are you eating yeah. the salad? Like, you know what I mean? So yeah. I think feeling very insecure in the decisions that you make when it comes to creating a lifestyle change, not just with keto, but in, you know, trying to eat healthier, you know, and create a sustainable mm-hmm. lifestyle change for yourself. So what can you say as far as this change has been, what's been different for you? So keto obviously was very restrictive, very overwhelming, mm-hmm. very annoying, yo-yoing, you know, all of that. But now that you yeah. have learned how to track your macros, track calories, you've been able to go out to eat with your friends and enjoy mm-hmm. yourself. Like what's been the difference in the game changer for you? I, I feel like in a sense, I can still eat whatever I want. I just have to eat it in moderation. Like everyone always hears like, you can have whatever you want just in moderation, but it's the truth. Like, right. I always thought, you know, cause I was doing keto all the time. Like, Oh my God, rice. Like I can eat rice. I eat rice literally every single night now. 
like yeah. for dinner. And when I first started, I was eating mac and cheese literally every single night. So I just, you know, being able to eat what I would crave, but in moderation has really helped me because I don't feel restricted like whatsoever. Right. I can eat like, oh, go ahead. No, I was going to ask you as far as eating like mac and cheese, I called you the mac and cheese queen, I think Mm -hmm. on my testimonial post. Um, But my question for you being able to eat these foods, I call it food freedom. I mean, being able to learn how to eat that stuff in moderation, like how has your mindset shifted from not giving a fuck and throwing in the towel and like eating whatever you want when you want, because you feel restricted to, okay, Ashton, like I need to focus on portion control here. I know I want to eat a little bit of this to itch my, you know, itch the cravings that I'm having, you know, to tap into mm-hmm. that. So I feel like I'm, I'm curbing my sweet tooth cravings or I'm eating my mm-hmm. mac and cheese. Like how has that shifted? How's your pers- perspective like shifted now that you've gotten to that point where you can eat in moderation, like your mindset, like what do you tell yourself? I guess is a good way to ask it when you're trying to eat the things that you like most. A big thing for me is being able to eat that kind of stuff now and not feel like shit afterwards. Cause it's not like I'm going to Outback and getting, you know, a baked potato and mac and cheese, and then I'm going to eat it and then feel like shit. I can eat the same stuff and I know I'm not going to feel bad afterwards. Sure. And, and I know that I'm hitting my macros at the same time. So it's, it's rewarding being able to eat stuff like that and still reach your goals at the same time and not feel like shit after you eat it. Yeah, for sure. And you said Outback and that, that takes me to talking about eating out. So like I got to eat usually Texas Roadhouse is Jordan and I's go-to. Yep. I love their steaks and I oh, go yeah. out to eat and I sit there and I think about like the people sitting next to me in a booth. And this is not to judge anybody because sometimes I go mm-hmm. ham and I eat three rolls and we move on and we try again yep. the next day. But yep. you know, I don't think people know how many calories they're consuming. They order the cheese fries yes. that are fully loaded. They order the sandwich or the steak with the loaded baked potato with literally everything on it, butter, sour cream, you know, bacon bits or the sweet potato with all the brown sugar, cinnamon, that on it, you know, and then they have a Coke with it. Like, were you Mm -hmm. somebody you had no idea, like the amount of food that you're consuming? Because I feel like that's people, they don't have a clue. I sit there and I'm like, they have no idea they're eating 4,000 calories in that one meal right now. Yes. That's like one of the biggest things. Like I think back to what I was eating before I started and I was drinking a lot more too. So in a normal day, like I was drinking probably like two or three times during the week. So I would go to work eat you know we would DoorDash like Duncan for breakfast or McDonald's I would eat that and then we would go to Licks for lunch and I would get a club and chips and maybe like a Sprite or a Coke and then I would come home and eat dinner and then I would drink and be hungry again and DoorDash like a whole other meal and I like cannot (laughs) thinking back on that now I'm like oh my god and it's just nuts like how and I'm like, like being honest about it though, because I know there's people listening to this that do the same thing or have done the same things. You do not know how many calories you're consuming. I mean, and it's just, that's something, that's a pattern you created and that you were used to that you didn't know any different. You know what I'm saying? That was just something that you did. It was a habit that you had created ordering out and eating out all the time. Like it just stuck. Like you didn't know, like you just did whatever you wanted to do, you know? Yep. So how has tracking your macros like been? Like, obviously you've learned a lot. Obviously you can eat the things you like in moderation. Like, <laughs> is it hard at first, I guess? Like, is it something, I mean, obviously you're doing great now and it's easy for you, but maybe I should ask this way. For somebody who's very like hesitant to start tracking their macros, they think it's overwhelming. They think it's hard and complicated. Like what advice would you give them when it comes to just trying to do it and doing it the right way versus being on keto and restricting yourself and all of that stuff? 
I was extremely, extremely nervous to start like tracking and everything. I was like, oh my God, like before I knew anything, I would like look at the back, like look at food labels, like what's the serving <laughs> size. And and I decided to do this. I'm like, oh my God, like how am I going to do this every day, like for every meal? And I just started planning like way in advance, especially when I first started, I would plan like almost my whole week. Like, okay, I'm going to make boiled eggs and have those for breakfast and then a turkey sandwich for lunch. And so I would just like, especially the night before I would track for the next day, like what my meal prep was. But I mean, I want to say after the first couple weeks, I was just used to so basically worth it measuring and (laughs) yeah and now you know now I can go out to eat and if I don't want to track every single thing that day I know from doing it for this long now like what amount I can eat and but yeah it it was not hard at all in my opinion I got used to it really quick yeah I want to throw this out there for anybody that's like and I posted this the other day with Maddie's testimony on the last episode but like obsessing over a food scale being obsessed with tracking your food Like until you guys do that, you literally have no idea how much food you're consuming, whether you think you're eating healthy or not, whether it's salad, whether it's, you know, a turkey sandwich, whether it's bland chicken and rice every meal, like you do not know unless you're honest with yourself. And that's what I tell all of you Mm -hmm. as clients, like you cannot guess your way to a good body when it comes to nutrition. I don't give a shit how much cardio you're doing or resistance training. Like you cannot guess your way to it. So I guess my biggest thing and biggest point and takeaway is, is start doing these things little by little day by day. Like you said, the whole point is not to have you track your food for the rest of your life. And I think that's what people are afraid of. It's to get you to the point where you know what portions are, you know, how Mm -hmm. to eat more protein, you know, how to eat your carbs and fats. Like you can go out to eat maybe one meal and not fucking worry about it. And then we go back Mm -hmm. to ground zero, you know, on Monday and you don't feel like you have to completely restart. So, um, I think macros are huge. They're incredibly important. Your body needs all of them. I'm so happy you kind of dove into the keto thing and how your relationship with food has changed. Um, it just goes to show like you had no idea. Yeah, like every other show yeah. is what I like to say, who's at the restaurant ordering everything. Yeah. Like they literally just don't know. Um, and until no. you get that knowledge and you have those resources and tools in your tool belt, it's really hard for you to understand, you know, what your body really needs to help you lose fat and gain muscle, basically. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Cool. So now I want to ask you as far as the workouts go, because I have a lot of people who are like, look, I don't have time to go to the gym. I don't have time to drive to the gym. I just don't have time for it. So they use it as an excuse to not work out at all. How has that home workouts helped you reach your goals? Has it been fun? Has it been nice to have a structured routine? Like, give me your thoughts on being able to work out from home. Uh, definitely routine. Big, big thing. Whenever I think about this, whenever I was like gearing up for this podcast today, I was like, routine is like the word that keeps coming to my brain. Cause like I go to work, I come home, I work out. Like that's what I do. And right. it's only like at the beginning, it's their 30 minute workouts. Like you, you know, it doesn't, right. It's not like taking out hours out of your day. You don't have to go to the gym. You don't have to change your clothes. You don't have to wait for a machine. You don't have to do all that. You, you I come home, I change my clothes. I crank up my tunes. I work out mm-hmm. and that's that. And I, and I make myself do it. Even if I don't want to do it, you just do it. <laughs> It's discipline. Your discipline has kicked in over the last three months for sure. Cause I remember days you yep. tell me like, Hey dude, like I'm not feeling it today. Can we push this back? You know? And that's what I do with my clients. The last thing I want is for you to get a routine. That's not suitable for you and your lifestyle. Because if I keep doing yeah. that, I'm like, no, you have to work out like, fuck this. You're not going to want to do it. You're mm-hmm. not going to do it. You know, even after your time with me is over. So I think it's so nice that I get to work with you and get to move things around. And you know, you yeah. have the luxury of doing that because that is what a lifestyle change is. If you cannot yeah. make your routine suitable to you, you can forget it. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. 
Another point I want to make about routines, and this is this is huge. I don't think I've ever really talked about this on the podcast, but if you do not have a routine, it's going to be incredibly hard for you to be successful. And I just want to be upfront and honest with you. Actually, Jordan and I were talking about this the other day. You know, you think about the people who don't have a routine at all. They're just fly by the seat of your pants. They don't time block anything. And I'm not saying you got to get your planner out and you got to write every little thing out, but you need to have a plan. You got to have some type of structure, an idea of what you're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. You know, I get up every single morning right now and I go for a 45 minute walk. That's me time. I get up, I zone everything out. Actually, that's time for Jordan and I to talk and be present with each other because we don't see each other that much. You know, I come home breakfast. I take on the day with work. I work out. I come home eat dinner, go to bed, do it all over again. So I want to prove a point here and you said it perfectly. Like if you do not have a routine, if you do not have some type of structure, it's going to be incredibly hard for you to be successful no matter what it is that you're trying to do. So if you're kind of flying by the seat of your pants, oh, I'll work out, you know, Thursday because I have nothing going on. And then Thursday rolls around and you end up pushing it on the back burner and you don't do it again. Like you have to have some type of routine. If you know, you've got ball games, you're going to, you're running kids around, you know, maybe you got a doctor's appointment on this day. Like you got to find what works for you get up early in the morning do it later in the evening again like I told you it's not a one-size-fits-all not everybody gets to work out you know late in the evening some do it better in the morning so I just wanted to throw that out there because you you're gonna have a very hard time creating the life you want without trying to find a routine for yourself absolutely totally mm-hmm. agree and I'm happy we've created that routine for you because clearly things yeah. are paying off for you so yes awesome. <laughs> so now kind of more of a mental mental health question. So how has this lifestyle change if it has at all? And maybe it hasn't, has it helped your mental health? Because I'm a firm believer when you fix the physical, it helps the mental, it helps your career. It helps every other aspect in life. I just feel like your solid foundation, AKA your body and you, when it works and, and functions optimally, it reflects in every other area of life. So how is your mental health or any other area in your life changed from creating this lifestyle change? I... I kind of had a lot, which everyone, everyone has problems. I had a lot happen in the past year. And that's another reason why I wanted to start this because I knew I would feel better if I got my shit together. Um, I have noticed definitely within the past month, I am in such a better mood all the time. Like I'm like happy all the time. Not all the time. No one's happy, you know, every (laughs) second of the day. But um, for the most part, you know, I feel like before I was just, and you can ask my coworkers, like sometimes I was just like terrible to be around grumpy, felt like shit. And I don't feel like that anymore. I feel better. I, it's just, it's been a big difference. Definitely. Yeah. And I want to prove a point here too. Cause you keep saying you felt like shit. Obviously the foods you eat have an effect on how you feel. There is ingredients and there are things in foods that unfortunately make us feel like shit. So here's your sign. Mm -hmm. If you feel like shit, you probably should reevaluate your nutrition and your diet. And then also to exercise, exercise is a great way to help not only your mental health, physical health, then also too, it boosts your endorphins, like gives you that serotonin boost, like that happy hormone, like all the above. Like, and I don't preach just what I preach to tell people to do X, Y, and Z to lose weight. I tell you this because you feel better. Clearly you're a testimony of that. Um, and then you've been reaping the benefits physically as well. So it really is a game changer when you can devote a little bit of time towards your physical health and how much it does help, you know, mentally, emotionally in every aspect period. Yeah. I've never like felt bad after a workout. Like 
I might be like, oh, I don't want to work out. Like, I have never got done with a workout and been like, oh, I feel so bad now. Like, no, you feel better every time. Right. And every that single was, time. That was a question I had for you. Have you ever regretted a workout? <laughs> no. And I walk all the time now, too. And, like, I catch myself if something happens that, like, pisses me off. and like, oh, I wish I could just, like, go on a walk. Because that's, like, like you said, your me time, like, in the morning. Like, my yeah. walk, I work out in the evening. And then after I work out, I walk for, like, 30 to 45 minutes and that's like my time I listen to my music I don't look at my phone I just I think about everything and I have never once been like oh I'm like so mad that I did that no right right (laughs) I love that too so what's your go-to song of choice when you're working out do you have a specific Mm. one you play every time (laughs) okay so it's either like Megan the Stallion that (laughs) kind of vibe or ACDC me too. Today was an ACDC day. I was listening to like Thunderstruck and like all the old school stuff. It just gets me hyped up. Actually, Thunderstruck mm-hmm. reminds me of taking yes. shots in college. I'll just be yeah. honest. With you. So I just like think about my happy place of partying and having fun back in the day. And I'm like, all right, let's pump some iron now. So that's what I listen yeah. to today. <laughs> yeah, let's pump some fucking iron. Like I will crank up the ACDC. If I'm like on my left set, I'm like, all right, which which ACDC song can I like get me the fuck through this, you know? I love it but. so much. And um Something else too about working out. And I mentioned this today, actually in my Instagram story about, I posted about the song I was listening to, but you guys learn how to habit stack. And Ashton just said it when she goes on a walk, she listens to music, like learn to do things that you actually enjoy while you're moving your body and you're exercising. You're creating a habit out of that. You're doing something that you enjoy to do with something maybe you don't really necessarily want to be doing, you know, AKA the exercise, but you're getting the fulfillment and the enjoyment from listening to your music or from thinking about something that excites you. Um, you know, and then you're doing what you know you need to be doing to create a healthier lifestyle for yourself. So I want someone to really like take that and run with it because that was a game changer for me. You get to work out, you don't have to work out. And then my music is my safe space when I go out and I work out. It just, I just have so much fun with it, like changing music, um, different you know, genres, like all of that, it's just fun to get in there and like be able to lift music and have a good time mm-hmm. and kind of zone out for sure. So yeah. now, um, last topic, probably before we wrap things up, cause I feel like I could again, sit here and talk to you all day, but you mentioned yeah. alcohol and I was going to say something earlier, but I want to talk about this and I've talked yeah. about it before, but I feel like it needs to be talked about more. So you made the comment that you drank three to four nights a week and I or talk more. about it all the time. But, but yeah. Yeah. yeah I'll drink I, a lot. Yep. I was somebody too. I mean, I used to drink Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe Sunday, Sunday, fun day. Mm-hmm. So you're not alone yeah. in that. I was the same way. And I didn't really know any different. I just did it because everybody else did it. It was kind of like a social yeah. thing. If everybody else is doing it, then I should probably be doing it. But yeah. my question for you is now that you've stopped, no offense, binge drinking, basically multiple no, times yeah. a day. No, no, no offense. Me. <laughs> I know. <laughs> well, at least, you know, I mean, you yeah. take accountability for it. You know, you could just like, put it on the back burner and ignore it. Um, what's been your perspective shift on alcohol? Like as far as like how you feel and how it makes you feel on a day-to-day basis now that you're not binging every single night or multiple nights a week. I think the biggest thing is looking back, I think I was in a fog like all the time, like at work. And I look back and I went through a phase at work where I was fucking stuff up like way more than I should have been. And looking back, I'm like, it's probably because you were hungover and felt like shit all the time. So then, you know, I would be at work. Oh, I feel like shit. Like, I can't wait for lunch. I can't wait to go eat whatever the hell I want. Like, Mm -hmm. and I'm saying it again. It just made me feel like shit. I don't drink all the time. I don't feel like shit as much. Whenever I do drink, I feel like shit. Like, (laughs) 
<laughs> you know? And it's oh, just gosh. not even it's not even worth it. Um I still do it occasionally, obviously. <laughs> I still um, don't expect to feel like shit the next day is what you're saying. I I feel like shit and I regret it every time. <laughs> but <laughs> same. Same. Definitely I'm glad I'm I'm just really glad that I got out of that cycle because I didn't realize how bad I felt until mm-hmm. I like now looking back and like my face like even my face is so different in pictures now I'm like it was so puffy mm-hmm. and yeah I mean and you look it up like it, it just it ruins everything like it, it just fucks everything up like there mm-hmm. I know and so many it. people I think in my opinion just go into denial because it's just something that they do and yeah. honestly actually a lot of my clients like I never realized I was drinking as much as I was you know and I never mm-hmm. realized I felt as bad as I did so I think it's an eye-opener when people actually are willing to take a step back and pay attention to the amount of alcohol that they are consuming um, it affects your skin it affects your obviously the insides of you physically emotionally your your um, fatigue I mean it just fucks everything up like you said and this is again not to say people that you have to stop drinking but hold no I still do like I do yeah and you would need to understand though that there's a fine line between doing it and enjoying yourself and then overdoing it especially when you're on a fitness and health journey because it really does it's not even the fact that you get drunk or whatever and then you decide to eat something it's the fact that it takes you three four five days for your body to get back to that normal state it screws up your sleep cycle all of that Mm -hmm. and then your body cannot optimally function so it takes four or five days to get you back into a normal regimen and routine and then you drink again and then it happens all over again so it's incredibly incredibly hard for you to create the body and the mind and the lifestyle that you want when you're just binging all the time. And I know a lot of people probably don't want to hear it, but it's, it's science. It's the truth. And like you said, you can look it up and it tells you every single thing that goes wrong once you do it multiple times a week, um, heavily, you know, and for that matter, liquor on top of, you know, beer and all of that has different effects as well. So I just wanted to pick your brain on that because it's good to hear that you're honest about it. And you, you did say you did it a little too much. You know, like I said, a lot of people tell me they didn't realize they were even drinking as much as they were. So uh, just be very careful with alcohol because usually actually nine times out of 10, anyone that comes to me and tells me the amount that they do drink, that's one of the first things that we cut back on. And people see significant differences, you know, in their sleep patterns, in their energy levels, in their fat loss, you know, the whole nine yards. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Last question. All right. Yeah. You this one. I got yeah. one more for you before we wrap it up. Okay. So if you had a piece of advice or multiple pieces of advice uh, for anyone listening to this, that might be, or were, was in your shoes when it came to their fitness and health journey, like maybe they were doing keto or they are currently doing keto, or maybe they just are scared to take the leap because they don't want to track their macros. Um, what piece of advice would you give them now that you've lost 30 pounds and a hell of a lot of inches off your body when it comes to taking the leap to invest in your health? I feel like I have two two different routes I want to take with this. Number one, if you're thinking about it, just do it. Like, and I remember if that was me back in the day looking at this, I'd be like, oh, like, I wish I could just do it. Just fucking do it. Like, just do it. Like, just do it. Get it over with. Just do it. You'll feel better. Uh, number two, in the beginning, I definitely let other people's thoughts, opinions, blah, 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 get to me way more than I should have. Just like nose to the grindstone don't listen to any other any people's shit and just do what you know you need to do 
yeah. once I stopped listening to everyone else try to tell me what to do because I feel like that happens a lot too whenever you start something like this everyone wants to give their two cents and say well why don't you just do this why don't you just do that nope just just stay in your lane do your thing you're so right and I feel like it's very frustrating when you are trying to make a change and everyone has their hands and everything and their opinions and everything and then you get overwhelmed and then half the time you just want to give up and give in anyway because yep. you're just like annoyed you're just yep. like whatever I don't want to deal with this shit so I'm not going to listen to it you know yeah that was one of the hardest things for me so just don't don't want to bother you like they're not how, you you're not how rewarding is that though now that you've gotten to this point and you've toned and zoned everybody out like I it it feels great like I I knew before that I didn't need to like rely on anyone else or, you know, anything like that. But now like, I know what I'm doing. It's obviously working. I've stood up for myself. I say no when I need to. And here I am like still progressing and still, you know, doing what I need to do. So, and it feels good. And all these other people that want to drink and eat like shit all the time, they're like, Oh wow, that's so good for you. I'm like, yep, I'm gonna keep going. You stay where you are. Like, yeah. And it's so true. Unfortunately, what we do is a very, we're the minority, unfortunately. Um, Everyone else usually drinks and eats and does whatever they want to do. And the people who take care of themselves are the minority. And it's very unfortunate, Mm -hmm. but I'm very hopeful that um, each and every woman that I get to help can take it, run with it, teach people their ways, be an influence to others. And then the last point I want to make, because you just mentioned this too, you guys, no means no. You should not have to explain yourself. You should not have to dive into details about why you're telling somebody no. No is an answer. And Mm -hmm. if you're having to explain yourself to somebody why you're saying no that's probably first off a red flag but second off like just stop no is an answer you do not owe anyone an explanation for why you are doing what you're doing and that was a huge game changer for me um not only just in my health but in my career like my past Mm -hmm. career you know like learn to say no it's okay like I was somebody I wanted to please everybody you can't fucking please everybody especially when you're trying to create the life that you want to live so learn how to say no and that's hard too you know if you're somebody that's not used to saying no it can be incredibly hard at first but the sooner you can learn to say no the better Um, it's extremely rewarding you're the only one that can do that and the only one who's in charge you know of creating the life that you want to live so Ashton it has been a pleasure to have you on I appreciate you coming on Um, and talk about your testimony we are not done here you guys she's still stuck with me for a couple more months so we will come back and give you the details or I will post the details on where she ends up because she is still thriving and making progress each and every week but um, we'll wrap things up guys as always don't forget to just do you sis because no one else's opinion matters and I'll talk to you guys next time